Baby girl, won't you come and hold my hand? Won't you come and chill out with the Virgo? Hey girl, just come and hold my hand. Won't you come and just chill with the Virgo? Sipping on Merlot, you ain't gotta be my girl though. I drop you off at Willoughby and Merlot. Smash with the Virgo, ain't got to take your shirt off. You see me convince your homegirl. podcast and I'm just I can't even wait I'm so excited because we have guests here and there but like it's like pulling teeth getting our male compadres to join the show so I'm very happy that we have a guest joining us today one of our old classmates from Syracuse Justin yay thank you for being with us today what's going on what's going on (laughs) um Justin just had a birthday happy birthday happy birthday Thank you, thank you. The selected 31 yes. <laughs> on the other side of 30. Right, welcome. Uh, it's, you know, it's it's actually really nice in the 30s. I'm not going to hold you. But yeah. it is kind of an adjustment of just being like, wow, I'm really, really not in my 20s at all. Like, I'm out of there, so. Hey, I'm not mad at it. I was pretty broke in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> I started off 30s way better than I started off 20s. That's great. <laughs> um so Shayna how are you doing what are you up to girl uh, I'm good you know just gotta be gotta say that I'm I'm thankful for life that's really the vibe that I'm on right now like just thankful to be here um and yeah you know the season is upon us I am an Aquarius we have another fellow Aquarius on so you know I'm really I'm feeling good like every time around this season it really does you know do a little something different. I'm shining a little brighter, you know, <laughs> a little glow. <laughs> so yeah, like doing good. I also am doing good. Um, as Justin was just saying before we got on the show, which I think is excellent perspective. Um, every day is a good day. And even if you have a rough patch during your day, you know, you have to move on from that. And that is what I am, I'm moving forward with that. That is like my new mantra now, Justin. Um, (laughs) I definitely had a good week overall, for sure. I did yesterday have like a rough hour or so. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just about to count that out as having a bad day, but really it was just a bad hour, you know? So we'll take that. That is a win nonetheless. And um, I'm going into the weekend with a smile on my face and- yeah, and I'm looking forward to next week. I have some exciting like work things happening. So okay, you know, uh, let's get it. Yeah, let's get it. Let's do it. How you doing, Justin? I know you celebrating birthdays and all that. So tell us what's good. Yeah, so life is beautiful. It's a little cold down in Georgia right now, so you know I'm not feeling that much. But it's not snowing, so I have real <laughs> no bad patches. And right. definitely been a good start to the year. I think uh, this birthday has been a lot quieter than last year. Last year, I was in Egypt and Dubai, and I was, like, halfway across the world. This year, I was very quiet just to appreciate a little bit of the calm before the storm, you know, with the wedding coming up in a couple months. And so we're going to appreciate all the moments. Like I was saying before, like, every day, you're undefeated. You have to approach every day and just crush it. And so today, what am I doing? Today's 24 hours, kicking ass, <laughs> enjoying okay. the day. You might hear <laughs> that. Oh, wait, are you in Atlanta? Yeah, I'm in Atlanta now. Oh, okay, that's my hometown. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, that's my hometown. Yeah, I live in Smyrna right now. I'm like right by the Brave Stadium. And so it's like a beautiful day. You know, there's a lot happening. And I think the city itself has just grown so much. It's, it's so much fun being down here. It's a whole new city. Every time I'm there, I'm like, I don't know this town. I'm just a visitor. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Justin, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to aside from being a motivational speaker, because we're getting, you know, a lot of <laughs> like, so right now. Like, this is great. Right. Yeah. So I work in corporate America, you know, right now. It's exciting. I work for a car company, so I like working with cars. Uh, that's probably like the highlight of my life, you know, building cars, selling cars. I don't work like in dealership sales. Everybody thinks like, you know, if you work in automotive, you sell cars. And there's a lot more jobs behind that. And so okay. I like working with it because it's always just fun driving. And your cars change so much that like the stuff that's coming out today is not the stuff that came out 10 years ago. And so right. if you're still driving around in a 2003, you know, Honda Civic, it's time to upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, you know, right now. <laughs> There's a whole lot of features. Your car needs Apple CarPlay. You know, there's, there's a Hello. lot of <laughs> Apple CarPlay is essential. Like, hey, I don't know how you're doing it. If you have a backup camera and Apple CarPlay, like, I'm just not getting in your car. I live like, in <laughs> by that backup camera. And I have to say, that little right, that little right camera, too, is it comes yeah, in the clutch as well. <laughs> there was like one time in the last like couple of years that I did not have a car and I borrowed my grandmom's car when I was back in Philly because I'm from Philly mm. initially. And so I went home for like the holidays. I was driving, you know, between my house and my fiance's house, took my grandma's car and it was like a 2011 Lincoln. Bro, I got into an accident in like two hours because <laughs> I put on the car just slid. And I was like, yeah, I'm never driving the old cars again. That was the last right. one. Right. <laughs> um, really, you need to have those protections in place. Uh, yeah, I have to. People are often, like really intimidated about the process of buying a car, but I think it's a lot easier than a lot of people think you know like yeah and my thing is it's all education because like one cars depreciate so you should never put a lot of money into them but two you have to learn things in order to move forward in life like you can't be afraid of anything because people have done it before like you know people that have bought cars i know people that have bought cars like we all know people that have bought cars you gotta ask people in order to get like the best way to go about it but it's really just educate yourself because you don't want to end up paying you know a thousand dollars for uh, Corolla like then you look crazy <laughs> and people do it every day like then you yeah. look crazy it's like, like well, no, I know you who I'm calling up. when it's time to buy right? <laughs> I got my person in the calls we also understand that you are getting into your investment back we've got some inside scoop on that you're like oh yeah portfolio and so right now I think it's been real estate has been like the best bag uh, so I grew up working like with my grandfather who used to flip houses and like he put four daughters through all colleges, most of them Ivy League, you know, like flipping houses. <laughs> so it's like there's a lot of it. And I think especially as black people, like we don't see, you know, the side of renting out to people. We're always the renters. We're never the landlords. And so but we come from a long line where, you know, our mom and dad might not have owned houses, but we're at a stage now where we're having these opportunities and we have to get investments in order to help us make that equity. Cause it's yeah. like, whatever you think about like millionaire, right? You're like, everybody's like, I want to make six figures. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be blase, blase. I want to do this kind of third. Most millionaires don't have a million dollars cash. They don't have a million dollars liquid. Right. And so in that you have to understand, like you have to build that portfolio of things that appreciate in value to get to that million. Cause you could be sitting here at a million dollars casually, you know, and not have, 
a million dollars in the bank, but that equity can then transition as you need it to. Yeah, right. That makes a lot of sense. My great grandfather, you know, just to the point of the real estate, um, he had bought like an entire street and I'm I live in Pittsburgh right now and that's where my dad's yeah. from. Um he bought an entire street and sold it off lot by lot. And then my grandfather used that money to like do whatever he was doing with his investments. And similarly, yeah. kids through school, you know, had like a trust for grandkids and things like that. So like, it's definitely a long game, but it pays off. Absolutely. And then we're talking about my great, great grandfather. We're talking about a black man buying that property in the twenties. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like in when, yeah. <laughs> because like, there's one thing that I've seen, and it's especially in working corporate automotive, is that you know a lot of times you just have to buy the land. You don't even have to buy the building that the land is on. You know, right. there's there's dealerships out here where somebody owns the actual land and they're leasing that land to the dealership on like a hundred year lease. And so your kids, kids, kids will still be eating because they're paying that monthly premium uh, for a hundred years. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out here that we have no idea that's existed because like who was telling you about a hundred year lease when you were growing up? Nobody. <laughs> None. Nobody. This and a lot of people that live on like there's a lot of lake properties that are that way like people think that that like if you own a lake house that you just own it outright there are plenty of lakes in america that are like the big luxury lakes that you go to visit those properties are on a hundred year lease or whatever the number is because the lake is owned by like a power company or something like company. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So it's like, it's not even, yeah, it's all very interesting stuff. We could probably talk about this for days, but yeah. Oh, it'd be easy days. But that's yeah, where right. like, I've been at a lot because I was like, you know, everybody says start your own company, start your own business, do this, that, and the third. But a lot of it is just about making smart investments because like don't buy shit that depreciates. Like don't put hard-earned cash and shit that depreciates. <laughs> like you look at it and it sounds so easy, you know, and even saying it, it comes out sounds so easy. But like if you had 50 racks and you bought a car for 50 racks or you put 25 racks into a house, I guarantee you that 25 racks to a house is gonna make you out better every time because that house is gonna hold its equity. Like you're still gonna be able to make the mortgage payments and you still have twenty five thousand to play with versus just buying a car for 50 racks is going to depreciate and it's worth like 40 by the time you drive it off the lot <laughs> yeah. it's literally burning money yeah. yeah the car shit is crazy as soon as you put one mile on it it's over with yeah <laughs> and people do it people do it to feel better like i feel you like that mercedes might feel nice but did you really need a brand new mercedes no because unless you have enough cash to like really enjoy it and you know not have to worry about it depreciating because you already have enough assets for what because sometimes yeah. it's like people want to stunt, but who are you stunting for? Like your bank account? <laughs> like, right. what? Your bank account is really over you, period. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Although the ice has been broken, let's get into an icebreaker. Yeah. I actually have one too, Shayna. So. Oh, exciting. Nice. All right. All right, girl. Well, this <laughs> one is very quick. It's just the fill in the blank. Finish this sentence. I drink responsibly until I hang out with. Mm. oh shit myself i'm usually the one that's pushing other people i guarantee you most people around me and i feel like i have the spirit of aquarius like they'll come to me and they'll be like no i have one to drink and i'll be like no you're taking shots like 100 <laughs> uh, i kind of feel like i'm also the pushy friend because i'm like i can drink a lot so i definitely think yeah. one of the pushier friends but i think that yeah. there's one of my homegirls, um, Car uh, Carmen, 
she's been on the show, you know, she's like one of my riders from high school. And anytime we're together, it's like the drinks are the number one priority. Like we're going to get <laughs> drinks. We're going to buy a bottle of wine to get ready with at the house. We're going to like go out and get all the cocktails. Like me and her will go toe to toe every time. Like you have to, you need that friend in your circle because if not, then everybody's gonna be sitting there sober, have having conversation. You need somebody to start the party and be like, "Oh, now's the time we pregame. Like we're gonna have a good night tonight, but now's the time we started." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have to say it's a combination of people for me because I'm definitely not the person to encourage the drinking, but when I get around groups of people, that's when I feel yeah. inclined to like, you know, start throwing them back or. Even Joss, I'm going to call her out because Joss was the one that had me lose my shit a couple weeks ago in dry January when I was supposed to be <laughs> not drinking, but I just so casually and so naturally ordered a drink when I should have been off that. So Joss, you're the main girl right now. Sorry. Right. <laughs> but yeah, usually. Like dry January for an Aquarius, though, is arguably the hardest thing in the world. Like you can't. <laughs> Like you never make it through January. Like, there's, there's too yeah. much happening in January for me to yeah. be like, I can successfully do dry January. Right. Like I told myself that I was gonna do that this year, and I'm also a noob. And so J5 came, and then I was like, well, fuck it. Like, sorry. That was literally two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came back to it, and then I went to the Bahamas for a couple of days for work, and I was like, oh, I shit, why am I? Right. You know, depriving myself. I got the sunset out, out my door and I'm not about to drink like a margarita. Nah. I'm Listen to how we talk ourselves out of shit. Like, why am I depriving <laughs> myself? What? <laughs> <laughs> niggas get shot every day, B. Hey, if niggas get shot today, I'll be on the beach with my drink today. <laughs> That's real. That's real. Live every day like it's your last. <laughs> Literally. So, um, okay, my question is, what is the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten? <laughs> the worst piece of advice I've ever gotten is follow yeah. the rules. You follow yeah. the rules, you're listening to something else that somebody said, and somebody made that shit up. And somebody made that shit up without any backing. Because part of growing up and getting older is seeing that adults don't know what the fuck they were doing. Like they have no idea what the fuck was going on. They had half knowledge, made a decision, and said, "Nope, now you have to do this." If you accept that from everybody, you're just taking their shit. It's like you're literally taking the brunt of it, not questioning it. Never follow the rules because rules are meant to be broken. Once again, it used to be a rule that niggas were segregated. It used to be a rule not to black breed. Like there's a whole lot of rules that are meant to be broken. Fuck them. Like let's live a better life. An you Aquarian, know an Aquarian manifested right here before our eyes, guys. We have wow. Justin. Like seriously, that is the essential trait for the Aquarian, a rule breaker. I'm gonna have to go with that one as well. Like that. It's a great one because I just think about like, you know, my journey to becoming a um psychologist, like a licensed MFT, and like just getting all of this feedback and advice from people about how you will not be able to work a full-time job and like make your practicum hours at the same time and then you always hear those like special ones that stand out and was like yeah I was told the same thing but I did it I made it and I'm I did like, it. I I do not like when people try to pigeonhole me and tell me that something is not I love it I use that as my energy, my motivation. When I was in high school my guidance counselor told me that I could not get into Syracuse and if I got in I would not do well 
And I told him, fuck you, went did amazing. <laughs> I'm like, what? Who are you to tell me that I can't do anything or what I can and can't do? You don't know me. Right. <laughs> if you put me in the doubt early, now I'm definitely going to clown you because I feel like that's like the inner Philly energy in me, you know, 100% go birds. Like, if you challenge me, I'm going to say, I'm going to do it in your face. Like, I'm going to look at you the whole time I'm doing it too. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll do it, do it better than you thought, and look you in the face the entire time I'm doing it to be like, and I did it, and what? Right. <laughs> Following up. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah. I think the worst piece of advice I've ever gotten is honestly giving people the benefit of the doubt because I feel like they're people show you immediately who they are and what their character is. And I think maybe you could take that with a grain of salt, you know what I mean? Just like file it it away in a category, but to just literally say, ah, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to acknowledge this or I'm just going to give you the benefit of the doubt, I think is really a silly mistake that a lot of people make and regret like almost every time. So I'm going with that one. Like people literally show you exactly who they are and how they move, like, right out the gate that's why they say first impressions are everything i mean because you literally learn so much about the person from the very first interaction that you had and while yeah sure there are exceptions to that rule but like most times there aren't (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) like, most times there definitely aren't like that first impression that gut feeling that you had that is what carries through so I'm not really about like giving people the benefit of the doubt, especially at this big age. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I said we're over the 30 mark. We really have to be smarter about decisions that we protect make. Your peace. Yeah. Protect your peace and trust your own inner voice and that gut feeling because it's not lying to you. I agree with you. That inner voice is your energy. Like you have to protect your energy. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, we all attract people that are like energy. I feel like Aquarius are big energy people, you know. I do the same thing. Because if somebody's energy is off, then I will exclude them from my life. Because you've lost the privilege of being around me. Because I know that I have great energy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to bring around people that suck that energy away or that don't add to that energy. Because it's like, I want to live life at a certain level. And if you're not at that level, if you're not encouraging me in that way, you know, then you can yeah. watch you can follow me on Instagram, but it's not about to be like, I'm not giving you no real energy because I need to be moving forward. And if you're not helping me move forward, like if you're moving crazy, how am I about to move forward? And you're moving crazy. I got to question you. Like what? Right. That's real. Mm. Okay, great. Well, that was a wonderful yeah. trigger. Okay. So now moving on to the sign up. The sign up. We have a little game for the sign up. Basically, this segment of the show, we just talk about, you know, anything relating to the sun sign of the season, which is Aquarius. This game is Which Aquarius Is It? Which is a game inspired by Whose Story Is It? So we will share five random facts about five Aquarian celebrities. And your job is to figure out whose story it is based on your knowledge about pop culture. Let's go. You're allowed two hints if you get stuck. So use them widely. Okay. This, we're, we're going to ease you in, okay? Yeah. This celeb was slapped on national television during a major award <laughs> show and advised to keep someone's name out of their motherfucking mouth. Oh, Chris Rock, 100%. Period. Peace yeah. up. 
<laughs> Caught the pause that day. Um, and and honestly, since a Chris Rock is an Aquarius, had that been you, how would you have reacted? Because I want to know if it's, is it a, is it a Chris Rock thing or is it an Aquarius thing? Like where sometimes you you, your so, mouth gets you in trouble, and you might talk yeah. out, talk out. Of My mouth always gets me in trouble. Hit. How do you react to getting hit? I swing back. Like I swing back almost instantaneously. Like he would have been swinging. Chris Rock almost put his arms down and took that slap like a bitch. Like I was swinging back because I boxed. You know what I mean? Like I was boxing earlier this morning. I was yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sit your back. Like sit down because there's one thing that I protect is always my face. Like you're never slapping me in my face. Yeah. I might play a lot of games, but you're never hitting me. My face too pretty. Even though I box, I don't spar. My face too pretty for that. Yeah. You think I'm getting hit in my face for free? On national TV? Nah. <laughs> I'm like, I was that, that the media training in him? Or was he just not expecting that slap that he got caught off so... I think that was the media training. Because, you know, he was like, I'm going to get you back later. And that's the other part of Aquarius. Is that I'm going to get you back later. It's like, you know what? You got this right now. But I'm going to win this war. I'm going to win this war. You might, you got the battle. But I understand this is a war. <laughs> so I was being more captured. Now that we know that, remember Will Smith did a lot of trying to reconcile after the fact. And Chris Rock wasn't really trying to hear it. He actually wasn't responding to any of his attempts. Nah. And that just leads back to that detachment. Like you fuck with us once, you will now become, we don't know you. Like you're I don't know you. into thin air. Like <laughs> not probably burns more than the one time hit you know what i yeah, mean absolutely you're, now you're like mentally anguishing over the fact that like this person won't talk to you and everything yeah. else oh that is so treacherous <laughs> and whole time like as aquarius they'll just go on and live their life like aquarius they won't even think twice about it it'll be like yes you know i know you are respected but i'm not even thinking twice about the situation i made a call i made a decision and now i'm moving <laughs> and we're forward right okay next You're one this celebrity played in hardball and the wire and the b in their name stands for bakari in my head i want to say michael b jordan but that's only because you know that's the first b always that <laughs> comes up but right. i know it's not him no, it is. It is him. He's an Aquarius too. Yeah. Oh. When he was a, a young a young buck, he showed he had some appearances in um Hardball and The Wire. The goat, the goat himself. I, I vaguely remember him in The Wire, like being like one of the rough kids or something. I remember him. Yeah. In <laughs> Little badass kids. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. There were rumors that this celebrity was the cause of. Um, like a very high profile home wrecking scandal. Sweetie, um, no, another girl. Uh, a songstress, if you will. I'll give that hint. A songstress. There's a lot of them. Aquarius <laughs> are arguably some home wreckers. Uh, they're saying that this songstress songstress ruined a marriage. And is now married to the person. Alicia Keys. Yes. <laughs> it's the part that you said Aquarius are, you know, arguably some homewreckers. Yeah. I 
shit. You know, our own homes, others' homes. Like, Wrecking home, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's because like Aquarius are the type of people where like we want what's best. And so if that's what's best, then I'm going to try it. You know, I might not keep it, but I tried it. Like, that's how I know, like, now, like, there's nothing that could stop me because I know that I found the best woman possible for me. Like, for me personally, she's perfect. There is nothing else that I can ask for. But what I was asking for before was perfection. So, you know, I might have wrecked a few homes looking for a perfection. So I was like, that's nice. That might be perfect. And then you're like, nah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well damn Ushi. um that's actually i mean i guess if you want to be you know put a heroic spin on it um that's what alicia keys did hey she was like i, I mean, need my perfect and if he's perfect for me and not for you that means that we're better sorry sorry to tell you you guys step to the side um okay this one <laughs> You might know this one. A retired athlete who punched a coach in the face and has one of the most popular sneakers in the world. Is he a coach, though? Or maybe a, a player also? I think That's he's it. actually a player. Player, yeah. Are you thinking punch? What sport? Basketball. Uh, basketball. Basketball. It's not Jordan. It is. Uh, is it AI? Is it Allen Iverson? Let me read the read the shit again. A retired athlete who port who punched a teammate in the face, or like a a player, another player in the face, and has one of the most popular sneakers in the world. I'm thinking Draymond smacked the shit out of Jordan Poole. That's like the last punch that I can remember. He's not retired yet, though. And right. that's, a, that's, that's what keeps on running in my head right now because he dropped him. Yeah. Um, I would think. Did Jordan punch anybody in their face? Yes. yes. It, was, it was Jordan. It's Steve. He punched, damn. Steve I mean, it surprised me, though, because it was probably a bum ass player. You know what I mean? Steve Sometimes Kerr. you got to. It was Steve Kerr. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, that's why I doubt the Chris Rock story because Aquarius is swing back. Like I don't know an Aquarius <laughs> that would not swing back because usually somebody's swinging at me. Like that counter punch is coming, and whether it lands or not is questionable, but it's coming. Like you're not about to hit me and then think that you know shit's sweet. <laughs> right. Okay. Last one. Rapper Lil B made a song using this celebrity's name. Lil B the bass guy. Mm, 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 mm. Um, damn. You test my Lil B knowledge. That's probably the hardest one in there. <laughs> I Lil B is. I remember. I don't know. I'm thinking wonton suit. Um, swag Lil B. I don't know this one. This is probably the hardest one. Like, I feel like I can hear it in my head. I know. I can hear it I, hear, I heard it. As soon as I even came up with this celeb, I was like, the song just came up. In my... um, okay. Do you want a hint? Yeah. I need a hint on this one. The celebrity that is referenced in the song is white. Mm, that and makes it even worse. I'm not good at white people. Like, okay. I block out like, okay, most okay, okay. white people. The celebrity people. is white and um used to have a 
talk show? Ellen? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, just, I can hear it in my head, but I was like, damn. Right, right. You need to be triggered to yeah. like hit play through. I yeah. think the last couple of years, uh, so I used to live in Boston for like five years and I hated it because the white people up there were so trash. And I've been like moving all my life over to convert to only black owned and black people. So I really don't pay attention to white people. Like mm -hmm. there might be five white people at my wedding, if that, <laughs> because I'm like closely to my life. Like they're, they throw weird energy a lot of times. So it's like, I don't need that energy when I'm happy. It's always like energy where I have to explain myself or educate them or do that. And I don't feel like it. Like that's why I could never imagine dating a white woman because I'm like, I can't come home and explain my culture to you. I don't want to, don't have to, it's not an option. <laughs> right. That's my biggest thing. And I've been seeing this trend on TikTok where it's like a white girl dating a black guy and she's like, I don't listen to rap much, so I'm going to learn my boyfriend's favorite rap song and rap it to him. And it's just like, that is so cringy to me. Like, I don't know having totally polar opposite something as quintessential as a music interest. Like, I feel like yeah. that is important. Like, facet of my life and if we could not connect on something as general as fucking music like that is that means y'all aren't having good conversations like no at all you know, and it's like there's it comes to a point where like it's all fun and games but like there's always racist apples in the family tree and i don't have to deal with that like i've had one of my best friends in high school it was three of us and one only dated like mixed girls and it was like you know the variety one was dating all white women and i was dating all black women so we all we never fought over girls in high school but <laughs> <laughs> i can tell you the one that dated white women was always like damn i wonder why i'm running into all these racist ass parents and we were like uh sir <laughs> you're a nigga hello uh they know you a nigga do you know you a nigga <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they sure do <laughs> oh facts Oh, that was good. All right. Now it's time for Nosy New <laughs> Kanye West is lashing out at the paparazzi, everyone. Surprise, it, surprise. Well, first they were saying, where is Kanye? Because he was quiet. He was in the house. He was minding his own business for a good while. And then remember I told you guys, he popped up married to some like relatively yeah. unknown white slash white adjacent woman yeah. and um now he is being accused of assaulting a paparazzi who has been they've been relentless following him now that he's re-emerged from the cave and um he's running down on them in his car and pulling up and saying why are you following me to, to my child's basketball game like leave me alone just leave me alone just stop filming just stop filming and the paparazzis are like bro what do you want us to do like this is literally our job like if you don't want to see us then you need to stay at home which i think is like really awful also but like he's letting these things get to him as he does, and they just ran Everything. down the other day, and Kim basically said, "Leave me the fuck out of it. Like, don't even ask me no questions about that nigga." Like, she said, <laughs> "Don't ask me about that." And they were like, "My bad, girl." So, 
yeah, that's what Kanye West is up to. You know, Kanye, let me just speak to Kanye directly real quick. Kanye, um, what is the end goal? Can we know what the end game is? Because at this point, it's just so scattered. Like, I want to believe there's there's a bigger picture at the end of the day, but <laughs> let us know what that is. Please give us a hint, a clue, you know what I mean? Some kind of foreshadowing, anything, because it's just constant chaos with you. And I'm like exhausted, bro. Hey, two words, the Kardashian curse. Kanye is not immune. <laughs> that man got stung just like everybody else. I don't know what it is in the water, but hey, Ain't nobody made it. The Kardashians are undefeated in ruining black men's lives. Like, undefeated. Yeah. yeah. Is Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom, welcome to Crack House. Like, what? Lamar Odom <laughs> is, like, kind of trying to get back in. Like, right. He recovered, right? Yeah. Hey, Tristan Thompson is the only one that's undefeated. And they try to throw shade on this man just because he don't want to be with her, like, officially, officially. And so they make it seem like he's cheating, but he just don't want the bitch. He said he don't want the bitch. He his actions show that you don't want to. And <laughs> she's still trying to claim this movie. The actions definitely show. Come on now. The gays are really upset with Beyonce for performing in Dubai because Dubai does not like gay people. What? I listen, typically I'm rocking with the gays. Whatever the gays are 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 vibing on, I'm also on that same vibe. But I feel like to tell Beyonce that she should turn down a twenty-four a gig? gig that was like literally an hour long, and she didn't even play any of the new stuff. Really, like, what gay person is turning down twenty-four million dollars to perform a show? Beyonce could be gay. No, but I'm saying like, which person that's mad would turn down twenty-four M's to do a show in Dubai? It, it could be none for me. Like I. <laughs> can't imagine anyone really saying no to that deal like we're gonna pay for any kind of crazy set design you want put all your people up and then also pay you 24 million dollars for your time that of which you're just gonna hand over casually to your 10 year old daughter please like crazy really I just, I don't, I don't, I think that the fact that she didn't, they're saying, you know, the the new album is so heavily influenced by gay culture. My whole thing is, she didn't even play that shit. Like, what are y'all, why are y'all tripping? Like, she literally played, like, dangerously in love with some old shit. Like, please. So, I don't know. I think that we do live in a society where, like, everyone's going to be upset about something no matter what um i don't know if i'm really rocking with this thing like i'm not seeing where she made the wrong decision here no hey nobody's turning on 24 m's to do a show anybody that is saying that she shouldn't do the show is just a hater because if you had the opportunity you were doing the same shit like what Right. I think that just all leans towards that, you know, cancel culture that we got going on here. Like, it's just imaginary. People say something, they just want everyone to jump on the bandwagon. And yeah, I feel like Dave Chappelle said it best cancel culture doesn't exist. It's not a real place. You yeah. get to a point where if you're going to cancel people for what they say, like, people apologize, people can grow from a situation. And, you know, some things definitely shouldn't be said, you know. Yeah. safe to say but you have to give people a safe space to grow past that point because i know damn well the shit that i was saying when i was 21 22 23 
would 100% get me canceled versus I've changed and now I've grown and matured and now I approach situations thinking them through versus, you know, popping off at the mouth where you were catching bars. (laughs) I definitely think about my old tweets. I've had my Twitter since I was in college. Like, I don't, I, I... (laughs) I don't know what's on there. I genuinely don't know what's on there. And that there was not some off color or things that are very, very much in poor taste. Like, I know it exists. And I know that I'm not that same person now because I don't even remember what I said. You know what I mean? It's not something that I agree with still to this day. So, yeah, the cancel culture is really not a productive tool. I definitely think that there are people who may do things and I'm no longer able to support them, but that doesn't necessarily, that's not a hard and fast thing for everybody. It's definitely a case by case basis. And and also like people can grow from things, just as you said, especially if we're talking about things that are, well, I'm thinking about that Jerry Jones shit now. And I'm like, "Eh, no, Jerry Jones is the old big, yeah. You're probably just continuing to be the same racist asshole you were back then, but but so- you got to meet the situation. Yeah, he's at least paying them now. He's paying black people. Like Jerry Jones is a racist dick. Like he always has been, always will be. That's the type of thing that you have to deal with. Like, what do you yeah. think that any of the owners of these NFL teams are not racist bigots? The NFL is damn near slavery. Like yeah. today, really crazy. The NFL is crazy. I I just. Yeah. Sometimes when I think about it too much, I wonder why I even, like, watch the sport. Like, this is just... Oh, it's so entertaining. And I can't turn away. So, like, I'm not immune because I'm a huge Eagles fan. Like, and this weekend, you know, it's game time. Fuck the Eagles. Hey, you can say what you want. We number one, baby. Hey, don't get better than number one. They keep on doubting us. They keep on underdogging us. Can't get better than number one. We've been number one all year. Like, literally, every week we have been number one. And people still want to be like... But the Eagles, but the Eagles, but I was like, hey, say what you want. Cool. <laughs> the Eagles. It's always going to be fuck the Eagles in this house. Uh, oh, who's your team? <laughs> is your team actually the Steelers? Who's your team? Yeah, the Steelers. Oh, the Steelers. See, I like Mike Tomlin because he's a new coach, and I don't wish any negative on him. But as an organization, yes, y'all some bum ass. Actually, but, as an organization, we're one of the most elite organizations in the league. And y'all ain't won since Tomlin's first years. And this year, I actually have a friend of Steelers fan, and I was talking shit all season, and we smacked the living hell out of y'all this year. And so we had a heads up. We smacked y'all in October on the way to, you know, the playoffs. Like, y'all have one season of victory, and it's like literally – I mean, when was the last time, with the exception of the win that y'all just had for the first time ever in your entire franchise? Yep. Um, y'all ain't been winning? Like, what do you mean? I mean, when you look at the last, like, 30 years or so, like, since I'm saying since I've been born, you know, this, we're saying Aquarius season, the Eagles out of the NFC East have been the most winningest team. Like, we've been to the champion, we've been to the NFC uh, Conference Finals the most, we've been to the playoffs the most. Of all the teams, uh, the Giants, uh, the boys. You just can't get it done. Hey, we're going to get it done this year, and that's what matters. It's what we can do. I can't control the past, I'm but I can tell you that. The Chiefs. Who are you going for? You're the going Chiefs. for the Chiefs? Yeah. So you think the Chiefs are going to make it out of this weekend? Yes, I do. I know your friend, Sydney. Do you, are you really rooting against the Bengals? <laughs> <laughs> are you really going against the I Bengals? I am, because... Fuck that nigga and his team, period. 
literally fighting all season long, and they came here for the game, and I was throwing up, shaking, inconsolable. Like, it was the worst weekend of my life. So, <laughs> I just, yeah, I want nothing but the worst for him. I can't wait for Sunday. I hope that they choke majorly. Hey, they're 3-0 against Pat Mahomes, man. They've been giving him ass weapons every year, so. Mahomes is not going to let that happen another time, okay? Also, the Andy Reid story is very fascinating. I just learned about that, so I feel like I, I love Andy. Kind of root for him as well. Big Red, they say. I always root for Andy because of what he did for Philadelphia. Because he was the head coach for Philly forever, and they like I will always love for him. And make a nice moment about yourself. Anyway, moving on. Um, Nike is suing Babe <laughs> for copying their sneakers. Did y'all hear about this? Yes. Nike is finally after like 30 years. Yeah, because those are (laughs) they've been out for forever and they're saying finally now it's gotten to a point where it's damaging. And didn't know what other people were doing. I'm just trying to figure out why now. Wait, say that again, Shana. Were they so out of the loop with what was going on outside of Nike that, like, why now? Because... No, I think people are buying other sneakers. And I also think that Bape is probably, like, value-wise, they probably have more valuable sneakers at this point. You know what I mean? Compared to, like, Uh Air Force Ones. Like, I literally get a new pair of Air Force Ones every single summer. Like, they're $100. (laughs) Whereas like Bapes, you know what I mean? I don't know. They say it just come to a point now where their copyright infringement is damaging to Nike. So it must be something in the numbers that has got Nike feeling some type of way. So they trying to get big mad. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's when's really- last time, When's the last time you saw somebody in some bathing age sneakers? I think that I think that they're like more so like exclusive like I think that they're you know like big in Japan probably you know what I mean like very fashion you know what I mean like yeah but in today's day and age like I feel like there's so many other sneakers that are bigger than big right now like people rock big hoodies people rock big the AF ones, like the volume that it's yeah. like you purchasing it every year. Imagine how many other people do that. Maybe a couple times, like a year. Right. They still have to be, you know, pulling in some type of revenue for that. Absolutely. That's why they're. I think that's why they're a hundred dollars because it's just like people yeah. are gonna eat them up every single yeah. time. But I'm curious to see how that goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, niggas just they're gonna. Them. You think you in the clear. You think that nobody is checking what you're doing. And then here they come. Here they come with their diagrams and their stitching details and saying that this is the exact same shoe and we dropped it first. So but Nike's been doing that, though, because they've been coming out of some of the smaller designers, too, that have been doing like similar Air Force One type shoes. And there's been a couple of small designers for Nike got it, too. I'm pretty sure they just like used the same lawsuit against everybody. They were like, this is our shoe. These are our images. You all are going to get it. And they're just running up the list. Yeah, maybe it's just a money grab thing. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I still be wearing Nikes though. Shit. What can I do? I don't know. What can I do? (laughs) (laughs) What can I do? Um, Did y'all hear about this other news story that was just really, really crazy to me? The fake nursing degrees? No. Yes. There were 
three heads of some nursing schools that were charging $15,000 for a fake diploma. And with that, you could go and take your nursing boards without having to go through all, without having to go to nursing school. <laughs> Literally, you pay the 15000 you get the diploma. If you pass the boards, then you're, you're in. So this is, you know, nurses that are going into the workforce with no hours of clinical training, like no real world hospital experience, like <laughs> literally just going into the workforce if they're able to pass the written test. And that shit is scary as hell to me, because if you expect me to believe that these three ladies are the first people to ever run a scam like this, please. Right. <laughs> yeah. Healthcare is, you know, the first to get caught. And you think about all those times, like you had blood drawn and they're just like pricking you and pricking you and pricking you. It's like, bitch, did you go to clinicals? Mm, Did you try this before me? Like just the fact that they're the checks and balances could allow this level of forgery and fraudulence, like, who is, where's the oversight? I feel like things like it's specifically in the medical field, we need to have ironclad, like <laughs> running of your credentials. Okay. Like you getting a, a degree from like Florida Central Tech nursing school. Come on. We need to be double, triple checking to make sure because it's not really giving what it's supposed to be fucking giving. <laughs> So yeah, those three ladies are in trouble. I don't know. We're going to see what happens to them. Best of luck to those ladies. Um, last but certainly not least, Chris Brown hasn't paid his taxes. And he's owes $4 million in back taxes. And he has liens now. Uh, $4 million should be life for him. He releases a new 30-song album every couple of years. You know what I mean? Every year. The 30-song albums. But like, have we learned nothing from the the celebrities of our past? Like, Every decade, there's somebody who doesn't pay their taxes. And it's just like, why are we still continuing to make the same mistake? It's so hard at that level. Like, they don't teach anybody taxes. And they expect everybody to do them just perfectly. Like, this shit is so hard. <laughs> Probably when you're, like, getting so many random in streams of income, too. Like, Chris Brown. Yeah. Like, that could be selling his clothes sometimes. He'd be selling his selling t-shirts. <laughs> Did you hear about Steve Harvey, about his taxes? No. Wait, what happened with Big Steve? So there's an interview where he did like Earn Your Leisure where he talks about his taxes. Bro, there was a, a while where Steve Harvey was paying somebody to do his taxes for years and he was pocketing money and wasn't paying Steve's taxes. And so it came to a point where Steve Harvey owed like $22 million in back taxes. And when you went through that period where he was like on every show, hosting every event, doing everything like that. Yeah. He had to pay not only his current taxes, but his back taxes. And he was like running from the government to really stay out of jail and to really make it work and make his net worth out of it. Like it was bad. Yeah. So sometimes it'll seem like, you know, it might just be them, but there might be some shit happening on the back end. They're doing it. All those celebs almost always have some type of financial finance advisor and like, they end up being shady sometimes because it's their cousin Pookie or like some yeah, random, right? you know, person that they trust. But yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy as fuck. That is so. Yeah. Around like how? How? Because like, imagine you've been 
you've been paying your taxes. Like I go to this guy every year, pay my taxes. He tells me how much I write the check. Like my taxes are paid in my head every year. Now this guy dies and it comes to light that he ain't paid my taxes. Right. <laughs> that would have me shook to my core. That's what happens to uh, Juan Dixon and Robin from Real Housewives of Potomac. <laughs> oh yeah, getting booked. Your guy who was stealing from them he, when it came to light that he was doing that, he killed himself. So yeah, they, they're out. Yeah, ain't nobody gonna fight that case. They're like, oh, I got caught. Oh, bye. <laughs> Damn, that shit crazy. All right, that's all I have for nosy news. Okay, we're going on to two cents, a two cents, mm-hmm, two cents, a two cents. Let me hear you now. Okay, uh, Justin, do you celebrate holidays like Valentine's Day, Christmas? I try, but, you know, I think it's more time-wise, but yeah, short answer is yeah. Okay, so that leads us to our next question. Do men even really care about Valentine's Day or any holiday for that matter? Like, It all depends. Valentine's Day is like a day where you should be putting out extra energy and making everything special, but it's also at the time of like, Every guy wants something nice too. And so it's like, I'm going to put out energy, but I would appreciate if I can get at least a little something. You know, I'm not going all out, booking a top restaurant with a private chef, all this, that, and the third. And you still don't give me the same pussy I got last week as a gift. And like, <laughs> I want at least a little something. Give me some chocolates. Give me, like, put a little effort in because you're going to do it. And that might do that, you know, two years, but that third year after you get in the same box, you know, I'll be like, all right, now we're going to McDonald's. <laughs> because clearly, yeah, because clearly after three years of the same gift, whether I take it to the top restaurant or whether I take it to McDonald's, the gift is the same. <laughs> so it's like, what are we going to do? Like, I appreciate girls every day. So, you know, especially in my life, like, it's not going to be like a one-time holiday. Right. But back in the day, it's like, yeah, them socks is cool, but uh, I'm going to remember that next year. <laughs> yeah, that actually is perfect segue because what do y'all want like you and your boys I, you know I'm not sure who's in relationships and who's not but like what are some of the things that you'd be like I would love it if my girl got me this or my girl did give me this and I loved it like yeah. what are the things that y'all want so I think clothes you know because I feel like every guy secretly loves when girls dress them because it's like, what do you want to see me in? But you know my style and you know what you think would make me look better because you look at me all the time. So give me like, you know, dress shirt, couple shirts. It could be a big t-shirt. Like down to it, it there's a couple of small things, but just like something, just package it nice. You know what I like? That's good. And I also think that uh, it could be something that you could surprise me with. And even knowing that the guy might be planning dinner, they might be doing this and a third, waking up in the morning and like make breakfast, like something small like that. It's small acts of service or small little nuggets, but it doesn't have to be anything grand because, you know, guys aren't planning for anything grand. Ain't no guy thinking they're about to wake up to a whole surprise basket and roses and shit on Valentine's Day, unless they're gay. And that, that you know what I mean? That's just your partner looking out. Because guys will be, it's guy to guy, like that is 100% what you expect out of them. But, from uh, just a, you know, heterosexual relationship. Ain't no guy waking up thinking they're about to get a huge surprise like that. So a small gift, 100%, make his day. What if you did get a huge surprise? Because, you know, ladies, we're trying to hook y'all up for this holiday coming up, give you some ideas on what you can do for your man. So Oh, yeah. Hey, it was a bigger surprise. You know, AirPods, watches, 
bracelets, jewelry. I'm a big person where I like things on my wrist. And so my wrists are never naked. And so whether it be like a small bracelet, as long as it's not, you know, by the term, my wrist green. <laughs> Don't give me the gold that's going to turn my wrist green because then it's going to get hurt. All right. So let's leave swap meat out of it. Okay. Right. You know, come on. <laughs> you saw that shit said free shipping and it was like $10. You already know what time it is, girl. That's um, what I'm saying. <laughs> I definitely think that me... I love surprises and surprising people. So I would definitely be more inclined to try to like get you something that you didn't expect for me to get or like do do some kind of yeah. you know gesture or whatever because I just love that reaction. Like I literally get high off of it when someone's like, oh my God, I didn't know. Or like <laughs> that big emotional reaction. That geeks me up so much. So I definitely feel like I would be the type of partner that's like trying to be, but also I, similar to you, I want that reciprocated. Like you better show up and show out. Cause I love it too. I want to have a great reaction. Hey, I'm trying to have a great day. Like let's have a great day together. Like my day, I'll make the day even more special because I think a lot of times like that spark of energy will then push him to do even more. And cause a lot of times they'll be like, well, why isn't this guy doing this for me? Why is he doing that for me? But you gotta, you know, entice it make it seem like it's, it's a special thing because then he'll know that it's supposed to be special yeah right i think it's when it's like unspoken and then you just end up at the holiday and like girls are assuming that it's going to be surprised guys are assuming it's going to be surprised and then it's just like eh, okay i guess and i also don't celebrate valentine's day like on the actual day of and so like me and my fiance now we'll celebrate like two days before or two days after because it keeps the rush down like i'm not paying an exorbitant amount just to take you out on one day like i'll do something special on valentine's day but we'll go out like around the time of the holiday yeah that's cute yeah and strategic that makes sense because lord forbid we don't get a reservation they really uh, like you know spike everything up during that day too like roses everything that would typically be yeah. less is like double triple the price so and I hate the menus too, because sometimes you go to a restaurant and they have like a fixed menu. And it's like, yeah, no, nah, I want this. this. Like, right. I know what I want it. <laughs> um, okay. What are some small actions? You you named a few, but like throughout the year, not even not even on holidays, but what are some small actions your partner can do to remind you that you're loved? I think small actions. Damn, that's a good question. I would say the first would be, you know, sometimes just going out their way just to set things up for you. So when you wake up, you know, sometimes just have breakfast there for you. <laughs> sometimes like just have, you know, like be ready just to like take one on an adventure and then just like be here for the game. Because I think that's half the battle. You know, you're together for so long that it, it sometimes becomes routine. But throw a little bit of sporadic in there. Be like, yeah, yeah, I know you like this. Let's just do this. Just follow me, get dressed, let's go. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that keeps it uh, adventurous because we travel a lot. And so between me and my fiance, like when we first met, we met in the Bahamas. And then we started dating a month later. And then the month after that, we were on a cruise through Europe. And we were like in Spain, wow. Italy, Rome, all that. And that's a lot of energy up front, you know. But over time, we still always travel because it's always beautiful to see new things. And sometimes it can be impromptu. Like it could be a five-hour road trip somewhere or it can be a five-hour flight. But just having just those points in time where it's throughout the year where somebody can plan it and somebody can, you know, 
just be on the back end of it. But you just know that this is our time. We're going to dedicate it. And I think that's what the small actions would be. But it's, it's always nice to like cook dinner and do that. But, you know, go through that effort to plan something real quick and just get out. <laughs> get out and experience life together. That's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. Oh, you're a perfect person. We love yeah. that. <laughs> so what is your fiance sign? So she is a Sagittarius. Nice. Yeah. She's a Sagittarius. It's actually weird because I've had Sag really good friends, you know, so it makes sense, but I never dated a Sagittarius. Right. My ex before her was an Aquarius. And that was uh, a little fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Only because, you know, sometimes it's just fire meets fire and it's just, yeah, and you're there. Fire meets fire. Um, oh, yeah. Tell us about the best gift you ever received from a partner over the for any holiday, your birthday, whatever. Mm, damn, the best gift I've ever received. That is a great question. Uh, I think. It was probably last year, I would say, when I turned 30. Okay. All because it wasn't just one thing. Like, we were in Egypt and Dubai for, like, eight days. And so throughout the course of it, she just did so much with planning special dinners, with, like, you know, making sure things were organized, with just putting it out there, taking to different locations. Like, we set up so much that she just took a lot of that stress off the plate, you know? And that made it so much more special because we were with a group of, like, 12, 13 people. <laughs> and so having to plan everything is a hassle in itself but for me a gift is not something material because i think material things are replaceable you know i look for the irreplaceable like you're giving your time effort to make this so special and i think that to me is more of a gift than like some shoes because what i'm gonna do with some shoes wear them a couple times here and there and they might be really nice shoes and i'll appreciate them but I'll appreciate the effort of actually going through and, you know, making the day special more than the actual gift up. That's what I remember at the end of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's super sweet. Shana, what's the best gift you've ever received? The best gift I ever received. I think it was really the one of my birthdays where just everything was planned out like the you know airbnb the dinner was planned like i didn't really have to do anything and i usually have to plan everything because everything (laughs) so to just like be able to show up and enjoy the moment yeah i have to say the same like my 30th because it was during the pandemic like and it was just the craziest time in my life like my friends literally just made it so I just had to be there like <laughs> just like <laughs> that's it it really just seemed like uh, all the stress was not even on me at all like I didn't decorate anything I didn't like but I had a great time you know I had a wonderful time yeah. Like it was low key, but it was still just like a lot because we're in the middle of a fucking global pandemic so like it was just crazy but yeah, I definitely think that the effort and, you know, the act of service on that one for the love language folks out there yeah. um, really was, yeah, that was the one for real. What are what are you guys' love languages? 
Um, well, uh, say that again. Quality time and then words of affirmation is like the second. Yeah, mine is receiving gifts and acts of service second. Yeah, mine's physical touch and uh, acts of service. Yeah. You know, I wake up on a birthday. Ain't nothing wrong with some birthday head. That's, that's a beautiful morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and before the day is planned out, we can start here. Right. right. <laughs> The last question is, you know, totally opposite of everything we've been talking about, but something that I'm just completely interested in. And like I said, we rarely get guys. So you're representing the fellows today. What are you, how are you handling and navigating temptation? That's just everywhere on the internet with, when you go out with your single friends and they're like, you know, you're in the section and all the girls are there, like, even though you let us know that you found the perfect person for you, I'm sure that human nature leans itself yeah. to regardless. So just talk a little bit about that. So I would say that, you know, especially coming from Boston to Atlanta, there's a lot more <laughs> down here as far as temptation. Like it's night and day. Right. But at the same point in time, I think it makes it easy because you know what you have at home and it's real. It's never forgetting what you have and like the relationship bond that you have, because there's a whole lot of ass out there. There's a whole lot of dick out there. There's a whole lot of whatever you want to get out there, but are they going to be able to provide the same things that you can get? Because it'll be good for a day, but now you just fucked up your life for one nut. (laughs) And that's the thought that keeps it. It makes it very easy because you know, as I, I've been pretty attractive. I'm not going to say I'm the most handsome person, but I've always been able handsome to. Yeah. You're nice, I've always been able, if I wanted to try to talk to a girl, you know, I can have the conversation and see if it's worth it and then go to those next stages. And so it's never been hard to like try to get attention. And it's yeah. just knowing that, hey, you can fuck your life up in two seconds. <laughs> don't get, don't think shit's sweet. Like, regardless of whether you make $5 an hour or whether you're a big celebrity, like, temptation is always going to be there. And so what do you have at home that's keeping you from it? Because it's like knowing that that girl that you meet at the club, yeah, she's cool. Yeah, she's fine. But that bitch might be crazy. <laughs> like Literally. And, then what? and now you just fucked up your whole home life. Also, girl that gave you one nut and then turned crazy because now she's <laughs> expecting the world. And you're like, bro, that was never the case. And so to avoid those situations, you know, <laughs> you don't even entertain it. And I think that is one more so it's a testament to yourself. Because I think especially for guys, it's an ego check because guys always want to be like, yeah, I get the bitches. I get the votes. I get this. I get that. And it's cool. But can you say no? Like, do you have the ability to be like, no, I'm actually good because I'm good on this end. Like, I know I don't need no more stress in my life. My life is so much less stressful now that I don't have to worry about, you know, looking behind me, people finding me, people running down on me. I'm, I'm sitting at dinner at a restaurant and I got two girls trying to come up to me saying, hey, you didn't tell me you had this or you had. I'm like, hey, no. Right. <laughs> hey. Yeah, no, I feel that. Do you feel like you have friends that try to be a bad influence? Oh, of course. I mean, people are always going to be bad influence because single friends are always going to be single friends. And, you know, and I don't I don't jock them because it's like, uh, you know, if I still smoke weed, but if somebody stops smoking weed and then all of a sudden they're trying to get everybody else to stop smoking weed, it, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, you know, right. people are going to do what they're going to do. And so 
I very much just entertain their energy, do what you need to do. I hope everything works out well, but I'm going to sit on the sideline for this. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Oh, thank you so much, Justin, for being on our show today. Oh, of course. I've had a great time. One last segment. This is our horror stories. And we asked you to share just just a little relic from your past, you know, um, of something that may have been insane, fun, crazy, terrifying. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'll tell you about the time where a girl tried to break into my house oh my when I was living in uh, L.A. <laughs> in so. L.A. Wow. That's where I'm at right now. Um. <laughs> Oof. L.A. went crazy, boy. Good weed. Crazy women. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Okay, tell yeah. us. Tell us what so, happened. So I was out there, and mind you, this is like in my past. And so back in my ancient days, I had a girlfriend, but I had a side girl at that point in time and wasn't even doing anything. You know, like we were chilling. She might have taught me a couple of times, but I wasn't having sex with her. This wasn't like a deep relationship. It wasn't like a multiple times a week type thing. But at a point, you know, um, we weren't doing anything so i'm like well this is a waste of my time because i have stress and i'm not getting no nuts like <laughs> there's nothing that's coming from this relationship and so i just chose to go off and i was like all right we're gonna cut it here and i move forward and stop talking to her and at a point you know my red receipts are on and they've always been on and i've always been a firm believer of like this is my phone yes i this i read your message and yes i didn't respond you'll be all right like, what? why am I appeasing your feelings? No, yes, I read it. <laughs> and what? And so I had my red receipts on and, you know, she's texting me, sending me all this, pictures that there, and I'm just reading the bitches, but just keep it moving. Now you're thinking about it. <laughs> and so a week later, you know, I just finished up one of my rotations at work. It was a good Friday. You know, I'm on the phone with my mom. She's congratulating me. You know, I'm lighting the L because I'm about to, I'm celebrating. Like, I just finished the first rotation. It's about to be good. Right. And I'm in an apartment. And mind you, you had to get buzzed in through the gate to then get to my front door. And then you had to, you know, go through the door. And that's where the apartment was. And so I hear somebody like this, a light knock at the door, just like, do, do, do. And I'm like, I'm about to shower. I'm, I've lived in LA for like five months. Niggas don't know me in LA to come to my house unannounced. So like, unannounced. Yeah. yeah, nobody's coming to my door at this point. And so I'm turning on music. I'm about to get in the shower. Like, I'm not even thinking about it. And then the knock goes to, like, the Fez knocks, where it's like, do, 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 do. And I'm like, bro, who the fuck is beating on my door like that? You know what I mean? Like, my front door. And so I go over, and I'm, like, peeking through the blinds to see. Because I'm like, I don't know who this is, but I had no people on the door, so I couldn't just see it. Damn, no so, people? That's a security risk. I know, 100%. And so then I go and I go to open the door and I like try to inch it to put my head around. And as I'm opening the door, this girl ducks in under my arm. Like she, her back was against the wall. And so her back was against the wall. And when she heard the door open, she ducked in under it the, and then came inside uh -uh, the house. No. My, I'm fresh off the blunt. So I'm hot. I'm like, bro. She was on her 007 no, literally, she had a strategy. Like, as soon as this door opens, bro, I was not, not with her back against the wall. <laughs> and I said, I was like, oh, whoa, 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 what the fuck? And she was like, 
why the fuck you ain't been answering me? I know I've been texting you. You've seen my shit. Why haven't you been answering me? And mind you, at this point, you know, the guns got me cloudy. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell this bitch, but she is in my house. It cannot, my car's downstairs. Like, there's a whole bunch of shit that she can't fuck up. So I got to make this a peaceful resolution of the situation. Right. And so I'm telling her and consoling her, be like, look, I ain't shit. I ain't never going to be shit. I'm not your nigga. I ain't never going to be your nigga. Like, you have to get to a point where this is, like, clear stay. We've always had this discussion that, like, you're not my gal. <laughs> like, you're not. <laughs> There's not going to be a day that I wake up and I'm miraculously like, huh, today's a perfect day where I think I should start dating you. No, it's not going to happen. I told you it's up front. And so, at the point, you know, I'm, like, talking to her, consoling her. And mind you, I'm like sitting on the couch and she's standing above me, like, and I'm like, calm, calm. Oh, and then, calm. oh like, my gosh. Right, like 15 minutes after we're having this conversation, my roommate at the time, who was a random guy I worked with, comes into the house and he just sees the dynamic of her just. And I'm, and he's like, uh, is everything okay in here? And I was like, uh, you might want to grab some dinner. Uh, <laughs> like, hey, help me out. Please help me. Help me. Like, mind you, like, I was, I'm like ready to shower. Like I was ready to go out that night. And so right. at the point, like I had to calm her down. She went to the bathroom and she was still hysterical. I go into her purse and I took a picture of her license because I was like, if you're crazy enough to try to break into my house and try to get in here, like you yes. done Cause she was like, when she came in, she was like, I hopped over the gate. I Ubered over here. I have no way to leave. Like I am here. You're having this conversation. And I said, bitch, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. God. That is scary. Actually. I'm really like, that's a really, that's a horror story. <laughs> you know, I consoled her then and we get her to leave peacefully. And she has to leave peacefully later that night. I moved, I get promoted in like two, three weeks after that. And so that's when I moved from LA to Boston. And man, I'll be damned. I think she had a beater on me. She stuck me for like six months after that. Like found me at May in America in Philly. Like the no. music festival. She never left LA the like six, seven months that I was there. But found me at a music festival in Philly. She found me in New York City at the time. Like it was I was sitting there like, bro, I had to get a new phone. I was, I was out. I was like, yeah, no, not dealing with that. She found you in two different cities on two separate occasions. Mind you, I think that some of that, because my ex was in Aquarius, and I think she planned some of that and kind of, you know, it came to it where because nobody else knew where I was going to be at. I was like, to find me yeah. that often, like I moved so much. And I move so often, like to be in the same place consistently without knowing where I'm going to be is crazy. So you she think that your ex, you think that your ex that was an Aquarius told that girl? Oh yeah, I think they were teaching me a lesson. I think a hundred percent. They were like basically they were, so conspiracy. They, they talked after that. They were talking at some point, and I think they just collaborated and were like, you know, we are going to get this. <laughs> Mind you, it's all speculation, but. Like nobody else. I, you know, that first time though was a hundred percent that crazy girl. Like a hundred percent her coming at it. In her crazy, she reached out to your ex, and then they probably teamed up and colluded from there. Uh, I told her. So I told my ex that I cheated on her at a point because we were. I picked her up. We were driving in the car, 
And this bitch, the crazy bitch called me like 20 times in three minutes. Like, and my phone was like playing music over the car. So imagine like music comes on in the car. I answer the phone. I'm like, hey, can't talk right now. Click. Call back. Hey, can't talk right now. Click. And it's like, keeps on coming up. She called me like 20 times within like three minutes. Like that in itself. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, I've been doing it. Yeah, sorry. Like, because at a point, like, I really liked her, but I didn't think it was going to work out for the best because I wasn't mature at a point. So it was 100% my fault and I owned the shit. But yeah, that was like, uh, time to stop lying. I'm going to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. Well, growth. Amen for growth all the way around. And love now it. we've made it. Yeah. From the bottom yeah. of the bottom, the top of the top. Right. And- <laughs> You meet me at the altar in your mind. Say, we ain't gonna be younger, girl. We might do this. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. Right. Even Congratulations. When we talk about like temptation. Yeah. 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 Like temptation is so much easier because it's just knowing that, like, regardless of what happens, it's never going to end up on your terms. Because when you add in other people's feelings and emotions, you can't control that shit. Like, and it's, it's never going to be at a point where it's comfortable, where it's going to move on your timetable, or it's going to be the best benefit because now you're doing too much. It's like, that's real. Yeah. Oh, this has been so good. Okay. Any final thoughts, Shayna, or from anyone? Uh, no final thoughts from me. This has been a great episode. Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, of course. I've had a great time chatting. Yeah. You know, definitely remember, it's still Aquarius season. And so, it's all money time. We're just getting started for real. I mean, we just hopped in this motherfucker. So we gonna see how it goes. Shayna's birthday's coming up. I know. Let's get it. Hey. Happy early birthday to you too. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the birthday weekend. Yes. Oh, of course. And as always, go birds. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know where to find us at Sami Up Podcast on social media. Sami Up Podcast at gmail.com. And I'm at Sydney Poppins too. I'm Cheeky Bobby. And that's another episode of Sami Up Podcast signing out.